0: left of the dial i'm your host andrea and with me today it's oops all co-hosts
1: oops all co-hosts
0: all co-hosts uh we're we're wrapping up 2023 guys
1: it's been a year
0: it's been and with me (laughs) is is my co-hosts here they here they are Uh, hello it's editor-in-chief extraordinaire the best in the biz jen Coulter. yeah i almost left because you did that it's been honestly (laughs)
2: I almost said you can ride this
0: one solo. <laughs> I, I no one, no one would blame you, Jen. No one would blame you. It's, I certainly would. It's reflex. It's reflex. I don't feel good about are. it anymore. Yeah, I don't In even think you're aware that you're doing it
1: until after it happens. A hundred percent correct. <laughs> Kitsy's here too. Hey, wow! I got downgraded. <laughs> after, I, I'm now billed under Jen. That's. <laughs> oof.
0: I will say, you put a lot of work into this new studio setup, but Jen is the hardest working member of Left of the Dial. Oh,
1: without a doubt. So I With think she gets... Out of doubt. I think Jen's uh, also been on the podcast more than me this year.
0: I think so, this definitely. I, you know what? Maybe, Jen, you should have been introducing me and Kitsy. You maybe should have... We're been.
2: Left of the Dial, and I'm Jen. See, I kind of blew it, so I don't think... <laughs> no, I
1: think you crushed it. That was great. You just need a little more practice, and that's okay. I thought it was practice. perfect. I'll do it in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have a hairbrush as, like, your microphone.
2: I'm going to go really crazy. I'm going to have the delight, and I'm just going to keep repeating it because it's, like, my grand plan to replace (laughs) you
1: and destroy (laughs) you (laughs) this whole time. You're going to turn into fucking Jack Nicholson in The Shining.
0: I do think if Jen (laughs) wanted to take it over, she could pretty easily. Oh, for sure. Like, I don't know that you and I could really...
1: Yeah, put up much of a I mean, fight you, there. you could easily stage a coup and take over this whole enterprise, Jen,
0: At this point, <laughs> I do think most of the musicians that like us like us because of their correspondences with you. So I think it would be really easy for you to. Uh, I send a hostile good email. corporate takeover exactly.
2: Because <laughs> I hit them with the. What do I write in emails? What's a... what's good email speak? Actually, I usually hit them with the sorry for taking so long to get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no. <laughs> can i (laughs) extremely real can i can i be honest with y'all i have now a a, like a keyboard shortcut to fill in that in my emails (laughs) so smart because i'm that bad at email
0: we all are though i think it's fine yeah it's diy of us
1: (laughs) oh i i mean (laughs) it works too like even at work i'm just like hey sorry i haven't responded to you in six and a half weeks but you know the horrors hey what are we doing what are we doing this week on the podcast
0: We're doing, I think, the thing that every music outlet is legally required to do in December. Mm-hmm. And it is counting down our favorite albums of 2023. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we're doing this – we've done it differently each year. This year we just decided to do one kind of like collaborative list. Yes. Um, so there are a handful on this list that we would all count as top albums of the year. There are a couple on this list that we each picked individually, so we're just going to work through them. Um, I would say this is not in order of preference. And and also there were a bunch that – like. Obviously, my number one album of the year this year, of course, is Fall Out Boy. Um, so <laughs> let's just like, for example, and I know that like Boy Genius put out an album. There's like a lot of like big, but we're focused in on our left of the dial. Uh, What's the word? Core. Core.
2: Or, yeah. So I, I I, have some basic bitch ones. Like I really liked the new Lana Del Rey and I love the new Mitski and I, nobody wants to hear me talk
1: about that. Yeah, everyone's covering those. So just assume that we liked them or we didn't. I don't care what you assume. But we're going to tell you about the ones that we did pick. And uh, I'm going to say, Andrea, as the resident host of this podcast, it's going to be up to you to just pick songs.
0: You want me to just just
1: pick off the dock and we'll, we'll just do whatever you
0: want to do. I want to pick the first one you put on your list, Kitsy, because it's an album opener itself and it feels like a great way to kick off a list like this. And what is that? Oh, it's um, Hold My Breath from uh, Warriors released this year. Trust your gut.
1: Uh, this album, Trust Your Gut, came out on September 15th of this year on Ernest Jennings Record Company. Uh, this is actually the second Warriors release this year. They had a, a release earlier this year uh, called Warm Blanket, which was a little different than, I think, what most people uh, know and expect from Warriors. Um, a little more kind of indie pop than than the indie rock that, uh, that Warriors are known for and that this record has kind of returned to form for, but... I, I just I love this song because I think it, it really perfectly captures that feeling of a relationship that's kind of like falling apart and kind of coming to an end and, and just really coming to terms with that. I think we've all been in that position before. And and, uh, yeah, I just think this song is is it, it's it's kind of cool the way it like builds in, in the same way that like an anxiety builds with that final release at the end and, and like of that acceptance I feel
0: like that's such a gift that Lauren has. Yes. I feel like so many warrior songs, what makes them especially interesting is is the way that they build. I think that's something that Lauren seems to always be really thinking about um in a way that I think is always really interesting. Yeah, I really like I really like how it amps up
2: and then that first step, you think it's gonna be the big one mm-hmm. and it's not. So it kinda like the payoff for when it really starts going. Is really good when the p. Pi- uh, when I heard the piano come in, the piano I was so like, good.
3: Oh, fuck. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that it's, really, it's really like, as, as someone who's been following Lauren's work for a long time, um, you know, it, it's, it's really apparent how much they care about their songwriting, totally. I think, is, is the way I'd, I'd put it. Like, there's just so much thought that goes into. Not only the lyrics, but just the, the, the compositions, the arrangements, the instrument choices and everything. It's all very intentional and it, it, it just feels very good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lauren's done the podcast twice now, right? Twice, yeah. I think, um, and they were on recent, well, in the last year for Warm Blanket. And I, that was something I was really struck by. I know the two of you kind of had like a little bit of like a production nerd yeah. off um, talking about <laughs> some of the more like subtle choices that people aren't always thinking about. Um I'm just excited we have a studio version of this song because uh Warriors has been playing it live.
1: I know you saw it first at at Fest Kitsie last year. Yeah, last year's Fest was the first time I heard them play it and it was it, it was kind of I think they even opened with it maybe. I think but it was definitely like you know, I know Lauren mentioned something at Fest about this being kind of the end of a particular era for uh for Warriors and like kind of stepping into a new you know just a new paradigm almost. I don't know what, what wording they used, but you know, this song really feels like that to me is, is like, this is my next step on my journey. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, yeah, it's, it was really cool. Like, you know, having, having seen that and heard that song live for a little bit and then finally getting the studio version and having the studio version be even better mm-hmm. than what, what was happening live.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I wasn't at fest last year, but, um, But I just remember. I I think Warriors might be the band I saw the most over the last year because they were opening for Jawbreaker and Brian Fallon. Was that this year? No, that last year. That was last year. Jesus. (laughs) But either way, they've been playing the song since since back then. You may have heard it actually before Fest. Then,
1: I yeah, that's true. I think because I I wasn't at
0: Fest, and I've definitely I saw them play it enough that when I, I would get excited to hear it. I'd be yeah. like, Oh, it's that song. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think, <laughs> it's I, that song. I, I think know. I first noticed, like really took notice of it at fest, but yeah, you're right. I might've heard it yeah. before then. Yeah. Uh,
0: they're, they're the best. Every, every album they put out, I'm excited to hear. Yes. So.
1: They, they warriors, warriors, not warriors. There's a, there's a <laughs> subtle difference there. Uh, they can do no wrong <laughs> in my eyes. Um, I, I, I think I've said many times that they're my favorite band. And I think I really do believe that. Um, I just really relate to the song. <laughs> what?
0: The idea of I really do believe that about an opinion of your own that you hold.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, sometimes I just say stuff. Sometimes
0: I'll just say sometimes any old stuff thing. just
1: comes out of my mouth, and I don't, I don't always believe it, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it comes out, you know? <laughs> um, one more just kind of shout-out I want to give on this record is um, the title track, uh, Trust Your Gut, mm-hmm. has an incredible music video uh where where Lauren and a bunch of friends are trying to save a bar via a party uh in a uh homage to Empire Records uh which uh obviously is very near and dear to to our hearts uh Yeah, is... I
0: often say it's my favorite movie and I I think I believe that. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Fuck you. Pick another song. Let's go.
0: Jen, you want to throw one at us? Oh yeah, yeah.
2: All right, let's see. Um, yeah, let me open with Nourish by Time. Nourish by Time. I feel like I'm kind of late to the party because I missed the, I guess, the prequel to this album. Um, and I'm kind of mad that I did because it kills. Nourish by Time put out. Erotic Probiotic (laughs) 2, which is such a good name. And that was actually what led me to listen to it. Because I I had seen somebody... One of my friends posted, um, because I'm in a Discord and people will just post the stuff they're listening to. And I was like, Erotic Probiotic 2. I got to check this (laughs) out. And it was, like, fantastic. Like, it was so good. And I kind of... I thought, oh, this is going to be like a silly little thing. It, and now I, I feel like a bitch for thinking that.
0: <laughs> it's really good. Can't play the song? I'm waiting for <laughs> Jen to say the name of the song. Oh, <laughs>
2: we're going to play the song. This is why I can't do the coup and take over.
0: I, <laughs> we're going to listen to uh, Shed That Fear. I really wanted to lead it to just
1: be Jen saying I'm a bitch for... <laughs> I can do that. I can make that happen.
0: Uh, it's so funny.
2: This is the album I actually listened to the most this year.
1: That was wild. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't any of that. That was really old. Yeah.
2: Um so Nourished by Time is Marcus Brown. Um and they record... This is they recorded this in their parents' basement. Mm. Um which I love. Oh, yeah. We, i hearing stuff like that. Like, this must be a big studio production. No.
0: Um, It sounds sounds, amazing. Yeah, it
2: sounds great. Um, Something I really like about it is it's it's clearly influenced by 90s Mm R&B. And I think that there's a lot of stuff coming out now. That, like, thinks they're doing 90s (laughs) and thinks they're doing 2000s and they're not. Uh Uh-huh. This actually feels like they get it. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Like, they are doing... um, They're not just doing, like, a a riff on it either. Like, they're adding their own...
0: uh, It it sounds like someone who, like, really understands... And, yeah. and has love for the the time and the genre, and then just making music with that sort of like foundation. To yeah. me, yeah, not one yeah. song. Um, I think you get a lot of that. Not to like just
2: be a hater, but there's a, a lot hater. of people who who do like like this is my '80s inspired song, and it it's not like they just put sense on
1: it. And I'm, uh-huh. like, okay. I'm like, okay, there's you also you'd, like. That when the song gets real big there's also almost like a disco vibe to mm-hmm. it yeah like, like it doesn't it doesn't feel like the instrumentation doesn't feel disco but it feels like it could have been a disco song in in certain moments if that makes sense mm-hmm. i think so what no, is, is, does the rest
0: of this album feel like this yeah 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 it's um yeah it sounds like this i also feel like a bitch jen
1: I'm not you gonna lie. Think
0: You feel like a bitch, Kitsy? I feel like a bitch. Couple few bitches on this podcast right now. If you don't know when I say
2: erotic probiotic two's gotta be my favorite album of 2023. <laughs> They're gonna be like,
1: okay. I'm like, yeah, that's typical horny gen shit. Like <laughs> that sounds <laughs> right.
2: But it's 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 fantastic. Like I definitely recommend going back and listening through it. It is so nice. I I I was listening to it on the way to work like
0: every day for like two weeks. Yeah, it's um, I'm absolutely gonna be. This is why I love doing these.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love this because there's like stuff on both of your lists that I've never listened to before, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to hear it for the first time, and hopefully not the last. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Andrea. Andrea. Oh, it's it's my go. It's your go. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's switch it up a little bit. So my first pick, although I will say Warriors would have been on my list on its own as well. Um, so maybe this is kind of my second pick, but it's the first one I'm cleaning claiming ownership for and it's from ms pate's um their debut full-length post-american we're gonna listen to delete it
1: Can I confess something to y'all? Mhm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I had an idea in my head of what a band called MS Paint would sound like. Mhm. Okay? And it was not this at all. Yeah, what do you think you were? Um, I think I was expecting maybe like chip tune. I mean, this the synthiness of it definitely live drums? No. Mm-hmm. Um, the singer from Turnstile <laughs> for, apparently? <laughs> totally. Um, no definitely not I know it's not him but like he's got that vibe yeah it's evocative for sure yeah and and that's not at all what I was expecting
0: but it was also delightful I love this band I love this band I love MS Paint I I, they make me like um, feel like I wish I liked they're like if sports were cool (laughs) the music that would play at a game if sports were cool does that make sense (laughs)
2: Yeah. They yeah. can it sounds like they could do this at like a WWE opening.
0: Oh, song. is wait, is wrestling sports but cool? It might be. Honest yeah, it's scripted sports. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I it's it's basically cool. sports mixed with theater.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like a really cool, really campy wrestling figure is that i
1: think that's all of them <laughs> they're all very <laughs> yeah, really? they're all very campy for sure um
0: could maybe this could be their walk-on music i am
1: gonna make some enemies this episode <laughs> and i'm okay with it
0: i love ms paint i love ms, MS paint i can tell you the day that i discovered uh, discovered ms paint um yeah
1: when did you discover ms Paint? Well, i
0: discovered ms paint from friend of the pod maxwell stern uh, oh we love him yeah january 17th tweeted i don't even know what this ms paint song sounds like Maybe flipping a car over in the year three thousand, it's really good. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's very yes. good. Max, why aren't you writing for us? Uh, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Max, this is your this is your official invitation. Come and write I for I us. I said, I
0: gotta listen to something that's described that like that. as maybe flipping a car over in the year three thousand. And I was immediate, I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna be obsessed with this forever. Yeah. And I was right. So thank you, Maxwell Stern. I was thinking as I was listening
2: to this, I was like, I tend to do like fake double bills in my mind.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. MS Paint and Cheem. Yes. Yes. Right. Totally. Yeah.
0: That's very fun.
1: <laughs> Left of the Dial Fest twenty
0: twenty four. Yeah. Co-headline MS Paint Cheem.
1: Should we? Should we? <laughs> hey, should we do Left of the Dial that Fest twenty twenty four? You
0: know what? MS Paint is a band that. I if like you how out... question. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love how, like, MS Paint is a band that if you heard they were on Lonely Ghost, you wouldn't be shocked. You'd be yeah, like, that's yeah. totally a home for them. They are, in fact, on, um, I believe, they're on uh, Convulse Records. So. I think it's
1: pronounced Converse.
0: <laughs> the album came out March 10th. This, I guess, was, like, technically the first single. I don't know why I'm saying. I guess, technically, this was the first single off of it. Um, but, but I think it was released before they even announced the album. Did I say the album is called Post-American? You did. Okay. But it's worth saying again. No guitars, synth, drums, vocals. Vibes. And vibes, yeah. I think that's it. I love them. I love them so much. I know you said turnstile, which is obviously there with the vocals, but I just also don't think they sound like anybody
1: else. Um, And that's my favorite thing. Well, speaking of music that would be used for sports, uh-huh. I actually have music that was used for sports. Oh, believe it or not, and now you're looking at the list trying to figure out which one that is, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> so kind of kind of an outlier. Uh, this is a band I don't think we've really covered before, but it's been a band that I've loved for for a long time, um, <laughs> and that is Explosions in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the soundtrack for Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah! Wait, the whole thing? Uh huh. Wait, really? Fun fact. I did not know that. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. I think it's a show I would love. So, I mean, I would love the soundtrack. Have you watched Friday Night Lights, Jen?
2: Um, bits and Pieces. which Just to say, no, <laughs> I, gonna li- I like kind of was going to lie. I was kind of lying because I wanted you to be impressed. and I-, <laughs> I
1: appreciate how quickly you were just like, no, I can't. No. That's not no. me. I can't use this. <laughs> Uh, that was a no, yeah. <laughs> Jen, I'm, I'm more impressed with your honesty.
2: <laughs> I try to lie immediately. Yeah. I'm like, no, well, it's
1: real. <laughs> You're gonna ask me who my favorite character is, and <laughs> Coach Bill. So, what was your favorite episode? And tell me about the subplot. And
0: the football one. The football <laughs> one. That was such a good
1: one. Anyway, Explosions in the Sky put out a new record this year called End, and I'm hoping that's not a commentary on their career because I want them to make more records. Uh, But this one came out on September 15th, 2023 on Temporary Residence Limited. Uh, The song I chose is called Peace or Quiet. I fucking love this song. Hell yeah. Talk about a build up. I know, right? I See, the thing I love about Explosions in the Sky is because they're not writing, you know, your typical verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, done pop song, they can get away with stuff that, like, you just can't in most music today. And that's have things like, you know, it's like four minutes of of an intro before things really start to kind of pick up and kick in. And it's five and a half minutes before we even get what would be considered like an actual driving like drum beat in the song. Um, And it's just the way they just kind of take an idea and build layers on it and it just slowly builds and slowly builds. And then finally, like to me that like, you know, when everything really comes in and and really starts hitting, that payoff is so big that it makes that worth it to me totally in, in a way that like. I just don't think would work in a different type of music.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, when the guitars really start hitting, uh huh? <laughs> that was nice, right? <laughs> that
1: was nice. There's, there's that towards the end that one guitar just going like boom, mm-hmm. boom, just scratches. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just scratches a part <laughs> of my brain that feels so good. I just want that sound on repeat for the rest of my life <laughs> until I get sick of it.
0: I think I've talked to you, Kitsy, about this. More than once, because and here's on the Andrea bingo card. I'm obviously not a musician and I tend to get into bands' lyrics first. Mm-hmm. What were you? I was trying, I was like, What's the Andrea? I was like, Is she gonna compare this to Fall Out Boy? <laughs> Hold on, she's
1: getting there. Yeah, let her cook, <laughs> let her cook.
0: <laughs> no, um, although we could talk about the more like orchestral moments on, um, mm-hmm. So Much for Stardust if we want to, but we don't okay <laughs> um <laughs> so sorry no um i explosions in the sky are the only instrumental band that i will like seek out on my own mm-hmm. i they're are i'm sure there are others that maybe do the same thing but they're the only one that has popped for me and i don't know exactly what it is except that there are so many moments in their songs that They are, like, tapped into a different frequency. I don't mean that musically. I mean, like... Like vibe vibe frequency. They have, like, a way of doing that where I'm like, oh, this one just feels, like, feels good washing over my whole brain. Yeah. And they do manage to tell a story in their music. I've jokingly said to you, I think they're probably writing lyrics and then just not sharing them so that the songs, the story is built in and we just don't know
1: it because they keep the lyrics hidden um it's the only way i can explain it yeah i mean i think i think that tracks too because i feel like you know i feel like a very easy thing to do with an instrumental band is to pick song titles that just don't really connect with the music at all and Mm -hmm. don't have any meaning but like you know think about this song peace or quiet Mm -hmm. right like you one or the other but not both Mm -hmm. and um you know i think that's kind of I think that really fits this song because I feel like the first the first couple movements, and I'm, I'm going to say movements and, and liken this to classical music. Andrew, I know you, you mentioned the orchestral stuff in in the new Fallout Boy and how this kind of compares to that, but I really feel like they're they're the, don't this... say that seriously. No, I am saying it seriously because I really <laughs> feel like this band is 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 writing modern classical music. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not writing a pop song. They're mm-hmm. writing a piece with movements, mm-hmm. and you know the first couple of movements. I don't know how you'd want to break it up. I haven't really super analyze this song in that context but like you know i feel like they build this sense of like you know they're they're it's the quiet part of the song for sure but it it has this like sense of unease this sense of like lingering something and then when everything comes crashing in like a wave on a beach it's like this this cleansing wave of peace Mm -hmm. almost to me and so like the peace or quiet i think really fits really well so you know they're I don't know if they have the the names and then write the songs around the names or if they write the songs and then pick an apt name for the song, but I feel like they, more than any other instrumental band I've seen, does such a good job of, of really telling the story with the title of the song.
0: Well, and I wonder, and there's no way for us to know this, but I wonder how much of that narrative you just told, if this song were called Peace and Quiet, if this song were called, like this song starts out quiet and gets real loud. If that's the story you'd be <laughs> still be telling yourself, you know, that's like a how good much point. influence the
1: title has. I think that's really interesting. That's a good point. Cause they could just be making shit up and I'm going like, look <laughs> at the deeper meaning here, man. It's like so deep, but I don't know. I, I, it, this band just really connects with me in a way that I cannot explain. Um, and I, I have to tell the story, of the time we went to see them in New Jersey, mm-hmm. you remember that? No, yeah, Starlin Ballroom. Starlin Ballroom. We saw explosions in the sky there, and they were doing their explosions in the sky thing, and they have their you know like light show that they mm-hmm. take with mm-hmm. them that's like programmed to their their music, which is like super cool. And you know they were they were getting real big and loud, and then they did that thing where they get big, big, loud, 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 sudden quiet, and on the other side of the venue. All the way there's how the venue, you just heard a guy mid story talking to, I assume his friend was just like, first fucking band I ever got high to, man, swear to God, just super loud in that moment of silence. So good. And it was the, 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 everyone in the venue heard it and it was amazing.
0: Which is funny because I typically hate people talking during bands, especially a band like that where, you know, there's going to be some quiet, Mm -hmm. but it just was, it really couldn't have been.
1: Yeah. It was just that perfect movie moment of, like, I'm yelling because the music (laughs) loud, and the music suddenly stopped, and then I said a thing, and now everyone heard it. But it was that. Yeah, it was very good. Anyway, Explosions in the Sky, new record, end, out now, Temporary Residence Limited. Uh, This whole record's great. I love it. It's very good. If you have ever liked an Explosions in the Sky record, you will like this record.
0: Agreed. Hell yeah.
1: Jen. Jen.
2: I'm going to do the Here's Collective um they put out we're still here this year um the uh get better records and I will tell you all about it after we listen to the song that I picked which is a different kind of bed death So this album, I listened to this album a lot this year too. Um so the Heroes Collective are based out of Philly. And there's a bajillion features on this album. A lot of Philadelphia excellence represented here. Um so you heard Anthony Green on this song. Um Oh shit. Yeah. Anthony Green, um No Man. That's not Philly, but I'm just telling you, no man's there. <laughs> um, Soul Glow is on here. Um, there's... Oh, this is a really good song, but it's only a minute long, which is why I didn't pick it. But Gauche is on here. Oh, They're from
1: Philly. yeah.
0: I love Gauche. Yeah.
2: Holy um, shit. So they just really did just it's, like a who's
1: who it's of a fucking like super awesome group Philly. Yeah. How did yep. I know this? Well,
2: and that's kind of their thing is getting a shit ton of... Um, artists to work together on these releases and it coalesces really well and i um frankie arrow is on this what melt banana i fucking lost my shit when i heard melt banana on this like anyway um did we cover this i didn't how do i not know fucked up pink wash is on here and so is marissa from screaming females what and you, Shirley Manson? What are you talking about?
0: I dude. did I black out? What do you? Am I here? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta listen to Here's Collective. Wait, man. how? I yeah, uh, Jen. Duh, obviously, obviously. Mm-hmm, 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 how? Mm-hmm. Why don't I know what this is?
2: It it's oh my god. Okay, oh, I'm so happy to be the one to tell you.
0: <laughs> so you I follow selective. most of them. Why are they not posting about this constantly? They,
1: <sighs> It's not their okay. job to educate you, first of all. I mean, it is what it's about their music. <laughs> okay. So...
2: Jot that so down. This, this, came out, this came out in January, I think. And... This is fucked up. Yeah, their whole thing is doing this, like, uh, queer core, fuck you, shit. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. There's, like... They do a lot of... They dip into everything. Because, like I told you, Ghost is on here, so they have that going on. But they'll put in, like, metal. They'll put in grindcore. They'll put in, well, obviously, like, a lot of queercore stuff. They'll dip into fucking, like, digital hardcore. Um, it's all over the place. It's really, really cool. And, um, they're, uh, Always talking about, like, trans rights and, like, queer liberation and fuck you anti-cop stuff and <laughs> all of it. You know, all the, and
0: all the shit we love. All the talking points. All of the
2: things. um You know, the liberal oh agenda.
3: God,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> the liberal agenda. Fucking fantastic. Um, and it, I kind of wish I didn't tell you everybody who was featured on it. 'Cause when I listened to it I did not look at all the features. Yeah. So it was like every every song I was like
0: ah, ah. This is crazy. There they are. It's this it's- is amazing really 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 good episode it's my favorite episode of the year same every year (laughs) can i read an xpn quote Yes. yes uh the here's collective has no solidified members according to wxpn by the time of friends lovers favorites 2018 the group had quote expanded past the two piece guitar vocals drum machine and giant wall of amps lineup that defined their sound and image at their inception and become purposely nebulous in size
1: hmm now, it's like broken social scenes. Yeah, totally. Scene, but I, I will say, as as someone who who sometimes works as a front of house engineer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I have dealt with bands like that before
0: <laughs> that are purposely
1: that nebulous are, in that size. That are purposefully nebulous in size, <laughs> and and while they're usually pretty fucking good and interesting and cool, it makes getting ready for those bands almost <laughs> impossible because, like. I, so I, I, what
0: an advance looks like with a band like that?
1: Yeah, well, it's, I remember. I, I I kind of I worked a last minute reggae show as like a fill in for a friend a while back, and I remember there was a, a band on that bill that was kind of like that, where like I think every song had a completely different lineup in this band. And I remember trying to get set up for them, and I and I was just trying to get a straight answer, like how many people are in your band, and they couldn't tell me. And it was like, well, how many vocal mics do you need? And they're just like, well, yeah. It was just like, ah. I love that. I genuinely love that so much. And it was infuriating <laughs> trying to understand what they needed at any given moment and who was on stage and who was off stage and what was being used and what wasn't. But I'll tell you what, they slapped. Rules. It was a great show. They put on a fantastic show. Still, I still can't tell you who was in that band and who wasn't and what, <laughs> what they needed. That's amazing. But uh, yeah, those, those, those bands are kind of a nightmare to work with from a logistical standpoint. But usually, <laughs> usually they're, they're a good show. So I, I, I like to I like to let it slide when I can um like i have any authority in anything
0: yeah yeah let it slide i I like
1: to let it slide
0: you know i like to keep my job so whatever they say i'll do i like to get paid at the end of the (laughs) night so here's collective hire Kitsy for you because Kitsy loves a band that can't give you a definite number of members oh i want to talk about one of my favorite albums of 2023 isn't that what we're doing? Yeah, but this one, this is maybe my favorite album, maybe, other than Fall Out Boy, obviously, of course. Um, Oh, other, this is probably my second, other than Fall Out Boy, obviously, of course, my second favorite my album of 2023. And it's um, from Devin Gilfillian's Love You Anyway, and it is, in fact, the title track, Love You Anyway. Everybody's looking for a new
4: solution. You know it takes time Every change Don't have to be A revolution Open your eyes So easy to forget forgiveness. I'm feeling so tired. And sometimes we don't even know we're burning bridges until they're on We're all broken, cracks in our hearts. Let hope day will come when we won't even have tomorrow. I'll be glad that I'll try. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just don't think there's anything better than Devin Gophelian. That was very good. I think he is incredible, incredible, incredible. We have, or I at least, have Kristen Curtis to thank for um, turning us on to Devin. Uh, She was on the podcast back in, like, maybe February or March? Sometime this year. And she brought one of his songs. This whole album is incredible, um, front to back. This is the last track on the album and it feels like a closer and I love every single choice he makes in it. There's that one like part where I, I don't know that it, I don't know who it is singing. I don't, it, maybe it's him, but there's like somebody doing like a really high, like run, but it's like, it sounds like they're like back off in a corner somewhere (laughs) that it kind of like snuck into the song. Um, And then he does this thing where he just cute. He gets like, I don't know. I just, the way this song,
1: I also just love, like the big like there's obviously some gospel influence mm-hmm. here and just like that big choir it's just it's very good yeah it feels so good it feels the song good. feels
0: really 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 good
2: it did not take long to like pull mm-hmm. me in and then to do the <clears throat> yeah exactly <laughs> to get that and i just like feel good every time it happened uh-huh it he nice. has
0: he also just has nice. the most gorgeous voice i'm obsessed with his voice um oh yeah 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 my my maybe favorite fact about devin is that uh devin gofilion is based in Nashville but is from outside of Philadelphia oh but has been and like i think went to uh college like uh, i think devin went to Westchester university um but depending on who you read like wxpn almost always refers to him as a philly artist even though he's been in nashville for 10 years and everybody else refers to him as a nashville artist
1: well i think which is very philly i think yeah if you spent any time in philly you're or a philly you're from artist. philly you are a philly <laughs> artist whether you leave or not exactly like you you, you always will be at least to us you'll which always is how be i feel artist. obviously jersey, jersey does yeah. the same thing so exactly i just i really love
0: that
2: yeah, Mel Banana is a Philly artist now because they yep. were on the Heroes Club. That's all it takes. Album. Yeah, that's how
1: it works. <laughs> all, all you have to do is live in Philly or be on an album by a Philly artist or attend an Eagles game and then you're, a, you're a <laughs> an honorary Philly artist. That's how it works. Unless. Unless. You were a Jersey artist
0: 1st You and I have a couple of artists and Jersey Born um, outranks Philly Moved. No matter what. So, so what you're
1: saying is if you're a Jersey artist, you cannot ever become a Philly artist. Correct.
0: Well, I, I actually don't know. If I don't I, know that I agree with that. I actually don't know that I agree with that. I do think, though, pound for pound, like, artists who have moved from different states to Philly, Jersey artists would be least likely to accept being called a Philly artist
1: than other states who have moved to Philly would.
0: Does that make sense? It does.
1: And I think you're giving me a really good segue into one of my next picks here. I
0: think I am too. Which is
1: um, The Late, The Great, (sighs) Screaming Females, Um, R.I.P., they just broke up uh, like a week ago. I could cry. Oh, I'm going to. And we're very sad about that.
0: I can't think about it. I can't. I I hope that they have made the choice that is right for all of them.
1: I'm sure they have. It is heartbreaking.
0: Yes. I mean, I'm... They're, they're just the best band. They're just the best and band. I believe
1: that. <laughs> and they put out, yeah, like, I don't, they're not my favorite band, but they might be the best band, you know?
0: They're, if they're, they're my, they're two, they're two. And it's, you know, it's Fall Boy and Scream House are my two favorite best bands. Yeah.
1: And I just. Well, they put out an album this year called Desire Pathway. Uh, and the song that we chose to represent this album is Desert Train. screaming females that song rips yeah that song, that song rips 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 is is the right word so hard
0: it's i mean it's scream else they're the they're the
1: rippinest yeah if any band rips it's them
0: mm-hmm. the I, they are the rip roarnest uh, were the rip roarnest
1: they were they still are they always will be <sighs> they're you know That's you know hard. how like you know how like once once a jersey band always a jersey band once the once once you're the best band in the world, you're always the best band in the world, and <laughs> and nothing can take that away from you. <laughs> That's true. So, you're so right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe
2: th- every time I hear this, it gets stuck in my head for a week.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <It's> so catchy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this record came out February seventeenth this year on Don Giovanni Records. Shout out Don Gio. Shout best. out Don Gio. Best bands, best album on the best label. Yes. Like.
0: I guess, I mean, what a note to go out on, right?
1: I mean, yeah, if you're going to go out, go out high, you know? Go out on top. Go out out ripping and roaring Mm -hmm. like you do. Scream house forever. Jen! Yeah? What do you got?
2: (laughs) What do I got? Let's do... Kind of all right. Um, They put out the esoteric arts this year. Uh, the summer. And let's play Chromatic Aberration. Mm-hmm.
1: i have yeah. i have three words riffs for <laughs> days yes That's i it. All I, got.
0: I covered one of the songs from this i'm so glad jen's our editor-in-chief me too like, for so
1: many reasons yeah
0: Thanks. but one of them is that like just straight heaters just like oh every <laughs> every
1: one of your picks has been straight fire yeah not that ours okay, haven't no but, you but i already know ours yeah exactly
2: so. this album is so high energy mm-hmm. just throughout it's oh my god they're doing this like proggy post-hardcore math rocky thing (laughs) (laughs) um they're they they actually the song they put or the album they put out last year was called rewilding and i liked that a lot too um they're into this like Well, this album's called The Esoteric Arts. So they have this really mystic bend to their songs. Mm. It's really fun. And I think that's um, like the prog rock stuff comes from not just the actual like riffs and arrangements themselves, but also the lyrical content. Um, Because you'll get, let's see, what does he say in this song? Um, Here we seek the luminance kaleidoscopic waves made flesh. Totally, Like, you're getting these.
1: Totally. That could be a yes song. Like.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Just really good. And I should hype them up because I think everybody should have heard this album. And they would have if I had covered it.
1: (laughs) Well, everyone listening. Now they're going to hear it. Everyone listening to and or watching this will have heard it. Mm -hmm. So at least at least four people now. (laughs) The three of us and our one (laughs) listener. (laughs) hi shout out but
2: but yeah fantastic listen to kind of all right listen to the esoteric arts and then you'll love it and then
0: you should go listen to um
2: rewilding and then you'll love that too i'm
0: just excited to have a handful of new new stuff to listen to from this episode (laughs) myself (laughs) selfishly
1: well speaking of new stuff
0: um okay we're gonna listen to um an album that is maybe the most of my picks the most obvious andrea pick um (laughs) On this list, I think And we're going to listen to um, the.
1: I have no idea what song she's about
0: to say <laughs> the, We're going to listen to Few and Far Between Which is a song off of Origami's, uh, Origami Angels Album, The Brightest Days The
4: only nice day comes in May I guess that's the price I pay For living in this modern day Faraday cage Where what you say Is lost inside A storm of prop. Wasn't enough for the climate to change, literally. But talk about.
1: me and i cannot stress enough how much i mean this is a compliment if you told me that was a motion city soundtrack song i would believe you (laughs) it's yeah it's 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 definitely in their in their um
0: in in the mix with their their newer stuff for sure Mm -hmm. um they're a little more um they're a little less landlocked i would say than motion city like motion city is very much i know that I have often tricked people into thinking they're a
1: Jersey band because of who I am that, as a person. I'm going to be honest. I thought up until this very moment <laughs> that they were.
0: Yeah, that that has happened with more than one person. I did the same thing to um, the uh, your original co-host oh, uh, okay. of this podcast. Also learned on our podcast while we were covering Motion City one time that they were not a Jersey band. Um, and they're it's because they're the other.
1: It's because you talk about them the way you talk about Jersey bands. Yeah, because
0: I love them so much. Um, but so this is not about Motion City soundtrack, though they are a Midwest band, and you can feel that. Um, Origami Angel is from I think DC, so they're 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 not as landlocked, and I think you can I think you can feel that. Um,
1: you can feel the sea breeze.
0: Origami Angel is one of those bands where it's like no matter what they do, I love it. So just in the last like year or so, um, the first time we covered them on the podcast, I think we've covered them a few times actually was when. Um, uh, Friend of the Pod, Jimmy Coletta, was on, and they had just put out a uh, double EP, Return and Depart. And Return was like this, like, stripped back um, version of some of their previous songs. And then Depart was like more hardcore. And both of those are fantastic. And then, and then this year, we got The Brightest Days, which is this beautiful, sunny pop punk. Every song is kind of different. They call it a mixtape because every song is kind of like could stand on its own. They don't, but it's still. They still work together in really interesting ways, I think. Um, the first song we covered from that album, of course, was Thank You, New Jersey, which is, I just think that like, every band <laughs> from everywhere should have a song where they thank New Jersey. Um, and uh, and yeah, and that was the first single off of this album. Every song is great. That one is great. I think this is my favorite. It is the most, I think, just like straight pop punk, most Motion City soundtrack-esque track on the album. I love this band. I love this band.
2: I like the outro a lot. That was really nice. Mm -hmm. I was bopping along, and then that came through, and I was like, "Oh, that's nice." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: They're great. I really like the um, the noodly guitars there. Guitars are very noodly. The the noodly guitars. (laughs) I love that. I love a a noodly guitar. A a tasteful noodly guitar. I love tasteful noodles. tasteful a, nudes
0: there's a tasteful nude in this
1: in the song for sure there's tasteful nudes in this song and i love that well i've got another one hmm. that i don't i don't think either of you have probably heard actually
0: um i won't know till i know
1: and this is this is kind of uh, this is a little bit outside of our wheelhouse normally mm-hmm. uh but i will explain why and how it got here um and that is uh devon again Uh, who released uh, this is a single she did not put out an album this year but she put out this single called Deep and here it is
5: Scarlet tint
1: overlining your lips
5: I wasn't dumb enough to say it But I have to admit Barely heard any of the words coming out of your mouth Cause I was thinking about you naked Laying out on the couch And I know this confession is a waste of time You've got your picket fence and I have mine There's no attachment, I don't need you It's really not that deep No, it's really not that deep No, it's really it's not that, it's not that deep You're just heavy on my mind when I'm falling asleep It's not, it's not that, it's not that deep Just a shot to the chest every time that we speak It's not, it's not that, it's not that deep You're just heavy on my mind when I'm falling asleep It's not, it's not that, it's not that deep No, it's not that, it's not that deep For someone so sweet, so gentle you so sweet, so sticky like sugar-free Red Bull. Got me feeling high, flying laps around my mental. Wanna know everything about you in tenfold, but who am I kidding? So does everybody else. Like I guess it's fitting that I want you to myself when I'm not special in my love for you. You're like fire in the freezing. For a second, I was one believing we were something more than. It's not that, it's not that deep uh. It's not that, it's not that deep
1: So, Jen, you have heard this before, you said.
2: "I Yeah, I realized. I mean, I guess I didn't hear it in its entirety, but I was like, oh, I've heard this song on TikTok, actually. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the way this song got on my radar and then subsequently on my list for my favorite music that came out this year is I actually had the pleasure of doing sound for Devin again uh, on a tour this past fall. I was working for... Uh, for Mod Latour Tour, doing sound for her headlining tour. And Devin, again, was the opener. And uh, they approached me, uh, her management approached me and asked if I'd do sound for, for her as well. And I was initially reluctant to, because like taking on multiple artists on one tour is like kind of a lot of work. But Devin in- ended up being so lovely to work with. Her whole team were just incredible. She was amazing. The music was so good. And it was so much fun working right. with her. Um, and so I got to hear her do this song every single night um and the live arrangement's a little different than than the the single Mm -hmm. but um it's just it was really cool to see her um like she had just put this song out right before the tour or i think it actually came out like in like a few days into the tour um and she was like super nervous about how people are going to receive it and if people are going to like it but it was like for me it was the standout track of her set every night um you know she had this like she had this little quirky um, thing where she, she wears Heelys, um, like, all the time. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> and so she's just cruising around constantly, which was always, like... You know, it was always fun because, like, I'd be, you know, sound checking. Like, I'd get there, like, pretty early with with the headliner. We'd be setting up and, and getting things ready. And then Devin and her team would come rolling in, and, and Devin would literally come rolling into the venue every day on Heelys. But she would... Um, when she hit the chorus of this song, she would... Healy across the stage for the first time in the set and the crowd would <laughs> lose it every time. Everyone was just like so <laughs> nuts good. for it. And it was my favorite moment of the night when the, when like, cause I could, cause this song was like so second or third in her set. And I could just tell like, that was the moment that the people that didn't already know her were like, okay, you're cool. Yeah. I dig this. <laughs> like it was just I the moment that this. she like really captured the crowd every night. And it was just so cool to see. And I just think this is a really great song. It still gets stuck in my head, you know, months after the tour has has been over um and i just i I like this song there's a cool music video for it which we'll link to in the show notes Mm -hmm. um came out september 21st on pizza slime records which is also great a great name (laughs) yep um she also just put out a new single uh still can't dress myself just like i think a week or so ago Mm. um it's also awesome but this song for me really just connected with me this year and that's why i picked it for one of my favorites of 2023.
2: Hell yeah, I like, I love that. I, that ruled. I I'm glad that I heard the full song mm-hmm. because that That's like that TikTok shit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, like I, it took you unexpected places. I was surprised by how many like different. Uh, yeah, there's
1: a lot going on <laughs> in different that song directions. for for how how simple and 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 you know, kind of you know, singly it is, there's still a lot of stuff happening. There's a there. lot going
2: on. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to actually listen to more.
1: You should listen to I more. Like her, all of her stuff is is very good. If you like that, you will like more of her stuff. Um I and like she's and she's just, I cannot stress enough, such a delightful person to work with. Um that's deep. Devin again, love that song. It's a great song. Um and that's yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Hell yeah, I loved that.
0: Jen Jen. Is me.
2: All right, I wanted to talk a little bit about Paranol. Um, They put out the album After the Magic. Um, That was back in January. And they also actually put out a live version of the album, which I have not actually listened to yet. Um, But After the Magic was, if I understand correctly, conceived as sort of a sister album album. To their kind of surprise breakthrough um, to see the next part of the dream. Um, so I was really, I really liked that album a lot. Um, so I was really excited to hear this album. We're going to take a listen to Sound Inside Me, Waves Inside You. Mm.
1: Very pretty.
0: Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, oh,
2: this is a really nice album. Uh, Paranol. What can I say about Paranol? Paranol is uh, an, an anonymous South Korean musician. Ooh. We love um, an
1: anonymous musician.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Shout out Super to- Destroyer. <laughs> Shout out Super Destroyer. I think Super Destroyer would like Paranol. Um, I think in 2021... Uh, Paranol released the album to see the next part of the dream, which like people fucking loved. It circulated a lot on like Reddit and Rate Your Music, and people were really it was just a really special album that felt like it came out of nowhere. Um and since then, Paranol's worked with Asian Glow. Um and They're just really good. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) this, there's, um, I should look more into this because I think it's really interesting because I do listen to Asian Gloat as well. But South Korea has this, like, really big shoe gay scene right now. Cool.
1: And this. I did not um, know this.
2: Yeah. Paranol being part of it. Um, they're really nice. There's a lot. For me specifically, there's a lot here that I really like. Like, uh, one of my favorite movies is all about Lily Shushu, which is about a bunch of teenagers who are really into this fake pop star called Lily Shushu. And Paranol's a lot of Paranol has listed that movie as an influence and like it, it sounds like that movie. Oh. So I really like
1: that. Um... This, this does really... sound like it, it would be, like, on a movie soundtrack. Like that's mm-hmm. If I had to mm-hmm. describe it in one, like, little phrase, it would be, like, this sounds like a movie.
2: I can hear that. I Actually, two artists that I talked to this year specifically referenced um, Paranol as, like, big influences on the direction they went to. Because um, I interviewed Cecily Renz, who is from South Korea, and I interviewed Fixel. I have not put that out yet um but they both mentioned to see the next part of the dream like totally reshaping their like view of what music could be
0: that's
2: cool it's really special and i know i keep talking about to see the next part of the dream and i'm talking about um (laughs) after the magic but uh, But that context is important it is they're they're really special and yeah it's like hard to explain exactly what it is without hearing it but
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna check. Yeah, it out. Mm-hmm. that was nice. a, a beautiful little surprise. All yeah. of your um, contributions to this episode have been beautiful fun little, little surprises, surprises, but the, that one was like especially. <laughs> yeah, it's like all oh, this is. There... Yeah,
2: that sums them up.
0: Uh, a special little surprise. <laughs> <laughs> is it my last pick? It's your last pick. I'm picking an oh. Old... Not an oldie. I'm picking a a goodie, definitely a goodie. I guess it depends on how you define it. I'm picking also. I would say we were heavy on the Philly and Jersey picks, which is not surprising. But I will also say, for me, which I know this sounds fake, was not intentional, mm-hmm. um, and it just speaks to the music coming out of Jersey and Philly. And I've got some like Philly, like tried and true right here um say more well it's crossed keys which is kind of kind of like a philly band super group kind of yeah i mean the credits from this band kid dynamite soul off the rock and roll destroyer you just you can't you can't beat it you can't beat a band like cross keys did i say that yet i don't remember if i said the band's name yet um uh, you did but it's crossed keys it's their album from earlier this year uh believes in you i think was out may 5th yeah we're gonna listen to r.i.p Archer. <coughs>
3: See my friends tonight Gonna dance and sing and fight. The down.
1: We still I think if you had to, to pick a single band to say, "What does Philadelphia sound like? Totally. Philadelphia, the City?"
0: Totally. totally, That's what
1: this band sounds like to me. This band just sounds like the city of Philadelphia.
0: A
2: hundred percent. I, like, immediately started thinking about Tony Hawk's Underground (laughs) and skateboarding. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah, this would be on the soundtrack there.
2: Um, (laughs) I'm on the half
0: pipe. (laughs) (laughs) I hope, I mean, I'm sure listeners know that that is a compliment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: Yes. Also, Uh, I want everyone... To start calling Jen Half Pipe Jen. Half Pipe Jen! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hell yeah! I'm on the Half Pipe. <laughs> it's R.I.P. Art Street. Um, uh, Philly institution venue. The mm-hmm. Trocadero. Yes. Um, it's home obviously on Arch Street. Also the cover of um, the album is a picture of the Troc. Um, which was a like I don't even know the word but it's
1: It was an institution. Yeah, which I guess I do know the word, and it's the word I just
0: (laughs) used, which was that it was an institution. I think, like my, like some of the best shows I've ever been to were were at the truck, and it was like one of the first venues that really like felt like um, important to me as a young person. That makes sense. Um, and I know that at least some of some of the people in in the band, um, worked there, I believe from, from things I've read. Um, and I know that it was really important to them too. So it's just felt like the right one to pick from this album, but this album is full of like, just like you said, like Philly ass sound and punk music. <laughs> yeah. They're just the coolest. I, I love this band so much. I love this album. So that was my last pick for this. Um, as we've been talking, I've been thinking of other bands that we also could and should have included. We'll put
1: together a big, yeah, we're gonna to put together a big playlist of everything we covered on this episode, as well as a bunch of other picks that just we just did not have time for. Mm-hmm. Um, so much good music came out this year, um, so we'll have links to those in the show notes on our website and all wherever you can find yeah. the, the and things so and the stuff.
0: Poke around on Left of the Dial FM in general because um, Jen's been over there
1: crushing it with the with the the articles. Yeah,
0: and if we covered something this year, it's because we loved it. So yeah. just assume
1: that. And if we didn't cover it, you can assume that we <laughs> hated it. it. That's right. We've got one last song. And what is it? We have one song uh Andrea, this was on both of our lists for this year Absolutely. and um I think it's it's fitting to end on this song um and it, but the the fact that this is the last song on the list is by no means saying it's the least of the songs on the list. Um this is an artist I think we've all been fans of for a long time that's John Allison Weiss. Uh our good friend John Allison Weiss put out The Long Way earlier this year that was uh February 17th. Uh as a partnership between uh, their own label, Lower Key Music, and Get Better Records. Uh, And this is different now off of the long way. first time I heard this song. Or should I say, I remember the first time I remember hearing this song, <laughs> uh-huh. which is how mm-hmm. memories work. Uh-huh. Um, we streamed yeah. a John Allison Weiss show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, you were yes. there. Um, I was there. Andrew, you were there. Mm-hmm. I was there. We streamed a John Allison Weiss show at um, Philamoca. Um, and that was fun. And I apologize to everyone who tried to watch that. <laughs> um, <we did> our <laughs>
0: Wi-Fi was bad. Absolute best,
1: but the <laughs> Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi was just bad. was not having it. <laughs> if only... We had managed to
0: record a different John Allison set with, like, really good quality.
1: Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but they played that song (laughs) at (laughs) that (laughs) show, and it was so good. It grabbed me immediately. It was like, you you ever hear one of those songs where you're just like, wow, this is a a song that's going to stick with me for a Mm -hmm. long time? That's how I felt about that song. Then, it's still how I feel about it now. um, I think it's just a great great song um john allison weiss obviously phenomenal songwriter phenomenal storyteller through song
0: totally um
1: and this whole record is is great
0: i love i love i love this this album front to back i think this is probably my favorite song on it the first couple of times um that we heard it were with lefto productions because we're lucky that way but both times were also solo It was just John Allison and their acoustic guitar. Um, And the song still rules that way, too. But it's such a beautiful, plaintive song. And the message always gets me a little choked up with that. That, like, I I tried, I love you, but it's different now. It's like... It's a really... There's a lot. Yeah. I I was thinking about that, too. It was like, it's... I mean,
2: it's lyrically, I guess, simple and straightforward. But there's Mm -hmm. so
0: much Mm -hmm. in that...
1: Yeah, it's, and it's it's a song that I think punches above its weight, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like it hits, it hits you harder. The message hits you harder than on the surface it feels like it should.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny because I, what my my point though was that like those first two times we heard it, it was just an acoustic, it was just with the acoustic guitar mm-hmm. and and just John Allison's vocals, and it feels really kind of lonely. Um, And, and again, like I said, it always gets me a little choked up and then you get the version on the album and that's still there, but it's so much warmer and fuller in a way that like it, it makes it kind of hopeful. Like it does sort of feel like it's like, I'm going to be okay. And you're going to be okay. Like we tried and to talk to John Allison, you can listen. um, John Allison was on. Um, the podcast, right? I think the same week the album came out. Yeah, um, and we talked at length about this song and and about what kind of informed the album. And, and Johnny talked a lot about change and and kind of growing past a certain point and kind of like striking out to find like your the best version of your life. And mm-hmm. I think this song you can kind of hear both versions of that in the song the like sadness of leaving something behind, but also the importance of kind of going after what. It, what, what's like what's important in your you know kind of like eye rolly but like your truth and i think this song is the best example of that in an album that is full of examples of that yeah i actually remember
2: i remember hearing uh both of you over the headset actually being like is this new oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> At the I open. love
3: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Man, was, we have cool that, jobs. That was back before we had mutes for our comms. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and hey, uh-huh. actually, I just remembered. We do have, <laughs> we do have a John Allison. Weiss I know. show. Uh, John Allison. Weiss came to our studio and did a left of the Val studio session um last year but yeah john also always different now off the long way great record
0: johnny also always has some of the best merch so go pick up some go pick up all of these in some form where you pay for them if you can in addition to merch if you can but but johnny in particular always has really good merch
1: yeah before we wrap up i want to give a big shout out to our patreon subscribers hey if you're if you're a member of our Patreon and you've stuck with us this year, we cannot tell you how much we appreciate you. Um, you are helping us continue to do the work that we do. And that's very important to us. And And thank you.
0: Yeah. I do think if, just to be real for a second, I think our... Um, we started Left of the Dial at a time when everybody was stuck inside and there wasn't a whole lot to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think our... We've always had pretty high ambitions, yes, and then then the world opened back up, yes and I think that this year we've been kind of playing catch up and like figuring out the balance there of how to make time for this project, which we do really care about, yes, and have ideas for and things we want to keep doing, um and finding time and space in that as the rest of the world kind of like yeah came you know we like all we all also have full time jobs That's what I was going to say this is the first year where I worked full time like producing other podcasts mm-hmm. and uh jen has like a real grown-up job that she has to go to every single day and so um so that was why? a hat tip <laughs> like, i just mean like jen has to go to her job Oh, fair like um oh yeah which is a whole different yeah. like and although Jen is the one, again, is the hardest working person at left of the dial. So um maybe I shouldn't tell people that because it's like, well then what the hell are you and
1: Kitsy doing? <laughs> anyway. We're at our best, okay? That's we're right. doing our best. Point being,
0: I'm excited for twenty twenty four because I think we're we're really like yeah. figuring out how to make it all work together. Yeah. And I'm excited for that.
2: Oh, we should have all three of us again. Like this is
0: really fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, we should do these more often. I think so. We should do these more. Yeah. yeah.
2: At least yeah. I talk to somebody other than fucking Andrea all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: has
0: been Left to the Dial. How do you think I feel? I
1: live with this bitch.
0: I've been your host, Andrea.
1: I've been Jen. See you next time. I've been Kitsy. Bye, everybody. Get to... Whoa, wow. play you out. Wow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you Left to the Dial.